0: Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. Our broadcast today comes from our recent Metastrategy Digital Symposium. The topic was Mastering the Human Side of Digital Transformation. And the panelists who spoke about it were Rob Mills, the Chief Technology, Digital Commerce and Strategy Officer of Tractor Supply Company, and Jennifer Hartsock, the Chief Information and Digital Officer of Cargill. The gentleman who led the conversation was Metastrategy Vice President and Central Office Lead Michael Bertha, who joins me now. Mike, welcome. Great to be
1: here, Peter. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Mike, as I mentioned, the, the, the topic uh, was mastering the human side of digital transformation. Take a moment to describe what we mean by that and, and why it was a topic worthy of consideration for the Digital Symposium and why Rob and Jen were appropriate personifications of the topic.
1: Execution each strategy for breakfast. Or said another way, the real work starts when the strategy exercise is over. So we increasingly see change, uh, a digital or technology's executive's ability to influence change as a better indicator of driving a transformation than the strategy itself. Jen hartsock at Cargill, $150 plus billion agribusiness, a company of that size, the digital and technology leader inevitably has to drive significant change across the various business units enterprises and we thought that she could have a really unique perspective specifically for those larger companies Uh, rob mills at tractor supply company holds the title of chief technology digital commerce and strategy officer so someone that's held roles at a lot of various big companies in the past as a digital leader alta beauty for example inevitably has experience with change but wanted to get his opinion on how leading strategy in additional to technology might provide additional lenses to that. And also both of these panelists involved with board of directors, Jen Hardsock just being appointed to Ingersoll Rand, um, Rob Mills being on the board of two companies currently. So the combination of these two speakers could provide a 360 view. What does it mean to drive change in your organization? within your peer organizations, and managing change with the board, both as the CIO reporting to the board and also sitting on board in several cases.
0: Thanks for that overview, Mike. Well, let's get into the topic itself. Again, mastering the human side of digital transformation with Rob Mills of Tractor Supply Company and Jennifer Hartsock of Cargill, together with MetaStrategy's own Mike Bertha. But first, a quick word from our partner, Adyen, and the company's Chief Operating Officer, Cameron Zaki. Adyen is a payment platform company that allows businesses to accept e-commerce, mobile, and point-of-sale payments, and Cameron wanted to
2: provide a short overview of what Adyen has to offer. Cameron, over to you. Thanks, Peter. It's one global platform on which you can do many continents and countries, all the relevant payment methods, which vary significantly across different parts of the world, to online and physical world or mobile, and we've continued to expand from there. If you go to a dinner party and people ask you what you do and you say this, they're like, that sounds like common sense. Why is it unique? The reality is that a lot of the players who've been around for decades have grown on mainframe computing, releasing once or twice a year, buying other companies, and then they give you one API. But behind the scenes, it's a bit of a spaghetti mess, unfortunately. What Adian did and what we do is sort of really do the backend plumbing that is a little less sexy at times, but really makes the difference in being able to say, hey, it was Peter. Do you know that he you know, shops online and on mobile and in your store and you can recognize him and you can connect all the dots and it's not just enabling the payment but it's hey how do you factor that into loyalty and marketing and all kinds of other use cases thanks cameron and now on to the interview
1: we assembled the panel today to speak to the art of mastering the human side of digital transformation So, Rob, maybe I'll I'll jump to you. Rob, I guess one of the unique aspects of your role that I find particularly fascinating is that you hold a chief strategy officer as part of your responsibilities. Uh, Given that CIOs span all business units and functions in several organizations, it's a role that naturally well positioned to act as a facilitator with key members of the executive team. Uh, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how you address that role as the strategic facilitator and maybe share some of your leading practices or anecdotes that would help the other CIOs on the call uh, help position themselves as a strategic facilitator, maybe on a formal or informal basis.
3: Yeah, that's great. First thing, Mike, great to see everyone today. And thank you for uh, having me on, on the panel here. So when you look and take a closer look at what's driving companies today, uh, you know across any industry, it makes a lot of sense to combine strategy, in some cases, digital as well as technology. You know, technology plays such a critical role in how uh, businesses just overall succeed. It's kind of at the heartbeat of everything that's done today. You know, from manufacturing to how you produce goods to the customer experience. And consumers are leveraging technology through the whole shopping experience, you know, from mobile app to e-commerce to even when they're in store doing a a pricing comparison. And making it easier and convenient to search for, learn about, purchase products, both in store as well as online is very critical, at least to our business model and, and retailers in general. These same things apply to our team members, Uh, you know, technology is a big part of what uh, our team members operate perform their jobs, both in the stores DC, as well as even at our store support center. Um, And, you know, it's all about supporting our stores and our uh, DC team members and we view technology as an enabler both to drive sales and the ability to be more efficient and cost effective. So as you mentioned, IT is uniquely positioned to have these relationships with the various businesses, um, business units, functions. As such, facilitating largely across these functional areas makes a huge impact on the organization, you know, such as how you think about MA and execution on MA uh, is a natural fit. And much like many of us have done large, you know, ERP or digital implementation or or transformations, the real success for these large cross-functional initiatives is driven by effective communication, how you think about change management, and really understanding kind of the broader business and the impact that the the, uh, technology is having an impact on both the strategy, the customer experience, and the team member. I think it's most important thing is that you could do as IT leader is to think about uh, like you're a part of the business, you know, not necessarily where your tech functional hat, but where your business hat. And not just technology as a problem solver, but how are you using technology to create new opportunities, as well as address where there's challenges in your business. And, you know, lastly, by participating in the business and understanding the opportunities and the challenges and the objectives and where the organization is heading, you can facilitate, you know, as a technology leader to be really proactively thinking about new ideals, new ways to innovate, to ultimately drive the business forward. And, you know, I guess the best advice that I would have is... And it goes back, I said this earlier, about being a business leader, think business first. You know, a great example is today I'm taking this call, doing this panel uh, from a store. I'm actually an office manager right now, but visiting the store, understanding what we're hearing from our team members, our customers, and how do we just ensure that we're not executing on today's objectives, but planning for the future.
1: Thanks, Rob. That's got to be powerful to share some of the learnings from your time in the store really help you become a good storyteller with your your peers. Um, One thing I wanna double click on there is uh, you mentioned uh, the M&A process and chief strategy officer naturally involved in the M&A process as well. So many times we hear from other executives that we just bought this company and technology was totally an afterthought. And now maybe we have a lot of technical debt, for example. Um, Maybe how do you influence technology being part of the decision making process from the beginning, if you could share some thoughts on that.
3: Yeah. So, you know, my role is fairly unique having both corporate strategy, which includes m and uh, the digital uh, p as well as technology. I'm able to kind of influence the thinking much broader than just why we're making the purchase for the acquisition. What's there, uh, some key business drivers behind it? But it allows us to ensure that we have technology at the table, not just thinking about how the integration will work and how do we integrate systems to talk to each other, uh, pull and have access to data so we can make not just short-term decisions, uh, but long-term decision. But more importantly, think about you know how is the technology by either through the M&A that you're acquiring or the integration effort. And what will that technology platform look like going forward? So having the technology leader to sit at the table and not just focus on the integration effort, but more importantly, what does this m a platform look like three, five years uh, down the road? And how is technology going to either enable it? Or are there opportunities to drive efficiency that you'll either might need to Retire something um, on either side, so the acquirer or, or uh, the individual or the company that you're buying, or on the on the flip side, you know, is there a new platform that has to be introduced that will kind of take the M and A activity and even drive uh, drive greater opportunities? So many times I see an M and A, it's all about uh, either the business opportunity or the process, which is absolutely the right thought but having a technology voice set at the table more than just focusing on integration, focusing on the longer term game. Got it. So
1: having that vision and being proactive about what this means for the roadmap is is very inevitably helpful. Uh, Jen, I think going back to the three to five year strategic planning exercise you walked in on as you joined Cargill and noticing that we were organized for what we used to be trying to do versus where we need to go now. Maybe there was a a shared service model for things where it made sense for for us to be together, or maybe there was opportunities for us to do things different and be closer to the market in other areas. When you started kind of that transformation, maybe share your thoughts on how to approach that change mindset, whether it's culture, whether it's behaviors, especially those that have been ingrained for many years in the organization.
4: Yeah, and maybe I'll start, And Rob, there were so many comments that you made that resonated with me, too, about that storyteller and connecting people to the purpose and to the intentionality of that, that really, I think, is absolutely at the heart of bringing our own teams along on the journey, so whether it be M&A or anything, and so in this particular case, yes. So I joined Cargill about 10 months ago. Cargill is a large, complex, global organization, and it we can be a little tough to come into, to be honest. We are known for our long tenure. We have an incredibly strong purpose that are people are highly motivated to. When I say tough to come into, is because gosh, like we are doing business everywhere. And our businesses are so diverse that it's difficult to put your arms around that, right? And so I do think I was blessed with the opportunity to come in in the midst of this strategy refresh and having that conversation around where do we think Cargill will be three, five, seven years down the road? How do we think growth is gonna be enabled? How are we gonna continue to serve our purpose, which our purpose is to nourish the world in a safe, sustainable, responsible way? So how do we do that? And then more specifically, how does digital and data play into that? So it is super relevant because it allowed me to be part of that conversation as the executive team in our preparation for what we were committing to do over the next several years together which I think inherently allows us to do exactly what Rob said around m a is to connect people with the why and help them understand that when we evaluate our operating model, when we evaluate how we're set up to serve that purpose, if a change is required, which there often is, this is why, this is how it's connected. And it's not an indictment of the past to say, look, we've just grown. We've, been, we've grown in a way that the ways of working that have gotten us here, may not serve us for the future. So I think that a large part of our responsibility as leaders is to connect our teams with that purpose and help them understand why the change is important. Because again, I'm blessed with incredibly engaged team. like We are off the charts on engagement passionate about our purpose. So as long as they understand what they're trying to do and why, there's not much they can't make possible. So we do. We spend time. We listen. I listen to my teams. I do skip levels. We enable our leaders. We absolutely consider our leaders in the digital and data area. They are change agents for us. So how do we be intentional about the engagements with them, arm them with the information they need to connect those dots? And it is absolutely, and Rob, I love that you're at a store because my first six months on the job, I swear it's all I did was travel around to Cargill businesses to help mm-hmm. understand what it is that we do and understand candidly both where is digital and data showing up well and then where isn't it? Because if there's friction in our internal process, we aren't serving our customers well and that is one of our obligations. And so I absolutely think that it's, it's something that we consider ourselves connectors. So in digital and data, we can be very tech. But what we really are are connectors with digital and data capabilities, with business outcomes we're trying to achieve.
1: That That's interesting, Jen. Awesome. And that, that very high level of engagement you mentioned, um, by extension, how does that influence your ability to change? And it makes me think of uh, you've talked about the platinum rule before. Mm-hmm. Maybe share a little bit about the platinum rule and what that is and how that really helps you influence and, and drive change.
4: Absolutely. So I think most people know the golden rule. Please treat others the way that you yourself want to be treated, right? That's, a, that's one that I'm quite confident my mom ingrained in me from a very young age forward. And it was really in my professional career that I embraced the platinum rule, which is we should be treating others the way that they need and deserve to be treated. So it's really about meeting people where they are, understanding their needs, and then showing up in that place, which speaks to me as, as far as our responsibility as leaders to be adaptable how do we shift our style, our approach, our engagement to meet, whether it be our own teams, our business partners, our customers, it doesn't matter what constituency or persona you're talking about. It puts a lot of onus on us as leaders to find out about the needs of others and then meet them where they are. And then if that's not where we need them to be, have empathy for where they're starting from so that we can bring them on, on the journey with us.
1: That's great. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe coming back to you, Rob, uh, when we spoke leading up to this, you you talked about the role that product management plays as as part of your charter at at Tractor Supply. And I think from conversations with other CIOs, building that product mindset, building that product management muscle is is very big, especially around areas like e-commerce, for example. Uh, Could you talk about your approach for those organizations that are trying to build that product management muscle and reskilling someone that might have once been a, a business analyst focused on a specific system, and now making them flex new muscles and making them think about the overall customer experience.
3: Yeah, that's great. So we introduced uh, product management a few years ago at Tractor, and you know, um, in many of the comments that we've shared, kind of back and forth, Jen, which you've shared about the, the larger vision and having buy-in with the team. It's really about the the change management and bringing that team along in the journey. And there's an education commit uh, component to it as well as a strong commitment. Um, so commitment, education, and then communication is very key. And so, um, you know, I will tell you, product management has been a huge success here at Tractor. You know, it's allowed us by providing more visibility to the strategic goals of the company. So taking our strategic goals and then aligning it back to how product management or capabilities can be introduced across not just our digital platform, but our entire business. And the team can really easily understand what and why and how it ties back to the bigger picture around strategy. This, In my opinion, this kind of clarity, it goes back to the communication comment I just made, really provides the focus for the team so they have vision, making it easier for them to challenge and question that things are not aligned, and to the organization, and more importantly, how do we kind of get those broader ideals um, really brought forward uh, throughout throughout the organization? You know, there are two critical components that I've learned through this transition. First, You have to make sure that you educate them and teach them and look at it not just from a process perspective or a tech perspective but a business as a whole and that's one of the themes that you have probably heard me say a few times is understanding the business and understanding where are their opportunities and pain points but also the strategy you know many bas have really grown up in more specific kind of domain you know think supply chain or point of sale or or e-commerce really helping define and build solutions around that area of expertise. But with a product manager, product owner, you you have to understand that journey, either if it's a team member, customer, supplier, vendor, partner, and really look outside more of that domain, uh, taking in a full account that experience from end to end. And the goal is for them to think much more strategically, less tactically, and understand every step through this process where we place greater emphasis around product management, it's around that customer journey. And it's paid off huge dividends of really accelerating our digital uh, transformation. The second piece that I'll call out is having them shift from the how. So a lot of the BAs or or technical mindsets, you're always wanting to get into the hows right away versus taking a step back and think about what are you trying to accomplish and why? and and really putting focus around that what and why cuz the how will come and traditionally you know ba's work closely with developers to find how they'll solve that problem but in a product owner role it's defining what and and why And that drives priority, that drives the experience, and that allows them to think much more broader, and then you can narrow it down to the the hows with it. So long-winded answer, but hopefully that kind of gives you a perspective here at Tractor, how we went through this journey, really understanding the priorities. In our case, we focused on the customer experience first, but the transition of really focusing on the education Uh, the commitment to it, and then uh, driving the communication to reinforce it.
1: It's really interesting, Rob, whether, you know, Jen talking about starting with the why and connecting them, you taking that a step further with the product owner, product manager, starting with the why, connecting it to the customer journey before you get to the how that that's really interesting how that's a thread that's running through here. So, so Jen, then going back to you, you started with the why, and let's say you've got the IT function on board and the digital function for that matter. They believe and they're ready to drive forward with the agenda. But we know there's more players in the equation than just IT and digital, and you're bound to come up against other influential leaders in the C suite that can become roadblocks, or they say, Oh, no, we've got this. We don't, uh, we appreciate it, but we've got this. Can you talk a little about your philosophy on driving change in, in these types of scenarios with other members of the C-suite or your peers?
4: Yeah, and I think you know to, to kind of give a shout out to Rob, Like I think that that commentary around think of yourself as a business leader first and as a technology leader second is a really helpful place to start. And I did, I mentioned six months in, I, I probably spent easily 75% of my time with my peers on the executive team learning what it is that Cargill does. I, you know, visited a plant where we turn cooking, use cooking oil into biodiesel. I, you know, I visited plants where, you know, candily cattle comes in, steaks come out. I went all over the world, saw palm plantations, and I, I went with my peers. This, These were not gin roadshows. These were, I went out with my peers to learn about their business, to develop the relationships, to really work through what it is that they're trying to achieve. Because by walking into it and saying, look, I have a point of view, absolutely. I have a point of view on how digital and data or technology can help us deliver on your intentions. If we haven't taken the time to go out and learn where it's going to be used, because Rob, to your point, let's start with the what the heck we're trying to do rather than how it is that we're going to go get it done. I think that we sometimes want to lead with the tech and we're not prepared to truly understand what it is we're trying to enable on that customer journey, on that employee experience, on how we're going to transform how digital serves the core part of our business if we're not prepared to lean into that and and, and then I'm not sure we get the credibility to work through those tough conversations because as leaders, our job is to help make the right trade-offs. I have actually had a great conversation with my cybersecurity and risk team this morning. I said, guys, I'm not gonna promise that our point of view will always prevail. What I can commit to because we are committed to a diverse and inclusive climate and culture at Cargill is that we'll make sure that we have the relationship so our point of view is heard. And it's considered when we're making those trade-offs. Rob, you're in strategy. Strategy is all about what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to. And that does mean that we have to be prepared to engage in tough discussions where there are trade-offs and the trade-offs are real. So I think that what's really helping me is that I spent the time up front to understand not only the business context, but also develop the relationships. So when... We needed to have a tough discussion around prioritization or trade-offs on risk or how we were going to solve a problem together. It really was a together conversation rather than the first time I show up is when I want to say, no, you can't do this because my team said no. Well, that would probably not necessarily create the right climate to make good decisions. And again, that's what we're here for is how do we help make sure that our tools and technologies are prepared to help serve that broader purpose of the organization. So I'd say, yeah, invest early, understand the business context of the why and the what, and then be prepared to work through some oftentimes difficult conversations. Because as technology leaders, if it were easy, it wouldn't be getting to us for a conversation at all.
3: And Jen, just to add on to that, I think that's well said. And, you know, it's all about the relationship and building those partnerships with your your peer group the different functional groups and what i've also found it it uh, allows you personally as a leader as well as your team to have mer- more personal accountability that turns into it's not just a transaction but it's a relationship and it doesn't look like an us versus them that you know we're all committed and it drives it from a team perspective just a higher level of accountability, wanting to drive even bigger, better results for the organization. So I fully support what you say. I think you've nailed it. And to me, it's about how do you get it to that personal accountability, which is another extension of that relationship building.
1: Jen Hartsock, Rob Mills, been an amazing discussion. We really appreciate you joining us today and sharing some of your thoughts.